What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Primetime Sports Podcast, hosted by Joey Millari. So here I am, Thursday morning, the start of March Madness. I apologize if you hear any wind. It is a little bit windy out. I'm recording this right before March Madness begins. Just get all my predictions in. I'm going to give you my whole bracket. Who I got winning every game in the round of 64, and then let you guys know who I have winning it all as well. I'm going to give my whole entire bracket and give a rundown of all of the picks. So let me start off at the top left, the south bracket. We have Alabama versus Texas, A&M, Corpus Christi. I got Alabama winning that game. Shouldn't be too hot of a game for Alabama. They've been dominant all season. Since they lost to Gonzaga in the middle of December, they had 20-3 and in their last 23 games. Getting hot at the right time. Won the SEC tournament. I like them to make a great run in this tournament. I think they win that first-round game against Texas A&M Corpus Christi rather easily. Then I have Maryland over West Virginia. I have San Diego State over Charleston. And this is probably my biggest upset of one of them. I have a couple of big upsets. I have Furman beating the University of Virginia in the first-round game, a 4-13 versus 13 seed. I think the thing about Virginia is they have a very good defensive front. They play very good on defense, one of the best in the country. They just don't have the scoring ability. BC beat them rather easily at home, held them to 29% shooting from the floor at County Forum. And the Sunday firm that I like in this pick, it's an underdog pick. I like taking upset picks. I always root for the underdog. Everyone knows that. I always root for players that everyone's down on. That's why I like rooting for guys that are underdogs or teams that are underdogs. I like Furman in this game. There's something about them in this game that I think could give them an edge. And the sports guru, Mike Hurley, he's on there with me, with Furman. I think they can give a run for their money to Virginia. I think they can give Virginia a run for their money in today's game. Could be a close one. I think they beat Virginia in that game today. The something about Furman that they do so well. They shoot a lot of three-point uh, three attempts per game. I think they're top 10 in three-point field goal attempts per game. Shooting 34.7% from three, which is middle of the pack of college basketball, somewhere in the hundreds, which isn't great, but they take a lot of threes. you got to think if they get hot, that'll give them an advantage. Virginia doesn't take many threes. It's one of their disadvantages. They do get offensive rebounds. They do make plays in the glass and dominate in the paint inside the arc. They're not really great beyond the arc. If they could just get hot, and that means Furman, that is, if they could just get hot and make a run in that game, a couple big shots here and there, I think they beat Virginia. I have NC State upsetting Creighton. I saw NC State play against BC. They were lights out from three. I don't think I've ever seen a college basketball shoot that well from three in a game in my life. I got NC State upsetting Creighton. I got Baylor over UC Santa Barbara. I got Utah State over Missouri. I got Arizona over Princeton. I have Purdue over Fairley Dickinson University. I have Memphis over Florida Atlantic University. I think that's going to be a close game. I do like Memphis, though, in this tournament to win a couple games. Big fan of their head coach and Penny Hardaway. I have Duke beating Oral Roberts. Duke's actually been going on a little bit of a run as of late. They've been heating up towards the end of the season, winning nine of their last nine games, winning nine in a row, winning the ACC tournament. And they've been led by Tyrese Proctor, Mark Mitchell, Jeremy Roach, and Kyle Filipowski, all those guys healthy coming into the tournament. I think they're set up to make a run in this tournament this year. I'm a big fan of their head coach, John Shia, former Duke basketball player. He's a longtime assistant coach under Coach K as well. First year head coach now, and he's been doing great things for Duke, turning their season around midseason, finally find their health and find their footing. I think they're going to make a run in this tournament. I have them beating Oral Roberts. Oral Roberts obviously made a run in the 2020 March Madness tournament, or it was 2021, that is, the 2020-2021 season. So overall, it was the 2021 March Madness tournament, and Oral Roberts in that tournament was a 15 seed. It became just the second 15 seed of all time to make it to the Sweet 16 joining Florida Gulf Coast University. So, impressive run there. They still have some similar plays from that team. They still have Max Aismas, one of the best shooters in college basketball. They still have some some players around Aismas from that team, from that 2020-2021 run. They still have Carlos Jurgens. 
Kareem Thompson and DeShang Weaver, all those guys were key contributors to that team that made that run. They've won 17 games. They're all the most in college basketball, and they haven't lost since January 9th. So I like them to make a little bit of a game for Duke, but I like Duke to still win this game. Overall, Oral Roberts is 18-0 in the Summit League this year. Absolutely dominated and won the tournament. So very impressive run there for them. They're still a good team. And they also have a transfer from Arkansas, a 7'5 center in Connor Vanover, who's pretty good. So we'll see how they look. I do have Duke still winning this game. I think it could be a close one. As I said, Duke did turn their season around at the right time. And that's why I like them to make a run in this year's tournament. So then next up, I have Tennessee versus Louisiana. I have Tennessee winning that game. I think it'll be a close one. A lot of people like Louisiana as a trend, a trendy upset pick. I do like Tennessee to win that game, but I don't think they go really that much further. I think they'll probably lose to Duke in that round of 32 game. Then Kentucky versus Providence. Providence, obviously a local team. Had a good season, not as good as they did last year, like I talked about on my radio show on Tuesday night. I do like Kentucky in this game. Everyone knows I'm a big Kentucky fan. Oscar Shibway, college basketball player of the year last year, returns for another year at Kentucky. Obviously, Kentucky had a tough out last year, losing in the round of 64, first day of the tournament to St. Peter's. Obviously, St. Peter's was a great three-point shooter team. Kentucky really couldn't keep up. But Kentucky started to find their footing towards the end of this season. I do like them to win that game over Providence. Kansas State versus Montana State. I have Kansas State winning that game. And then Michigan State versus USC. I have Michigan State winning. And the last game on that east side of the bracket, I have Marquette over Vermont. I wish Vermont wasn't playing Marquette. I like Marquette to make a deep run in this tournament. And that's a hard thing because if Vermont was playing any other two or three seed, I probably would have had them winning a game. I do like the way they play and they're coming into the tournament really hot. And that's why I'm sad to see this be a first round matchup since I like Marquette to go on a run. Vermont has won 15 games in a row. They haven't lost since January 19th. That's nearly two months since their last loss. They played some big opponents during the season. They lost by 26 to St. Mary's, lost by 2 to USC, lost by 21 to Iona, and lost by 2 to UNCW, but they did beat Colgate by 1. Vermont, though, elite passing team. They actually averaged 2.5 more assists and 2.3 fewer turnovers per game than their opponents. So they turned the ball over less than their opponent and also gained more assists per game. They've won four of the last six America East tournaments. Very impressive run, obviously, for them. One thing that I do think they'll struggle with in this game is rebounding. Ashton Marquette, they're coached by Shaka Smart, one of the best coaches in college basketball coming over from Texas. They are 17th in turnovers forced per game in March Madness, averaging 16 forced turnovers per game. Very aggressive defense that's worked hard all year and made plays, helping them win nine games in a row heading into the tournament. They won the Big East Championship, and they've won 19 of the last 21 games, coming in blazing hot. Four double-digit scorers on their team, led by Cam Jones, leading the Golden Eagles with 15 points per game. This is a team that plays very hard. It plays very similar to a team that I like across the bracket in TCU on the other side. They play very hard, similar to the Los Angeles Clippers. Everyone knows I like the Clippers because of how hard they fight in the defensive end, getting rebounds, diving on loose balls, going into the stands, making plays, not giving up two-on-ones. That's what Marquette does well, and that's what TCU does well. They hustle, play with energy, play with intensity. That's why I like Marquette in this game. Tyler Kolick is a beast, lefty three-point shootout, averaging 39% from the three-point land this year. 13.3 points per game to go along with 7.7 rebounds and 1.8 steals per game. Marquette forces turnovers. I like them to make a deep run. I have the beating Vermont, but if Vermont was playing any other team in this tournament, I probably would have taken them. Any other team that was a two or three seed, I probably would have taken Vermont to win a game since I am a big fan of them. The Catamounts had a very good season. But as I said, if they played any other team in this tournament that was a two or three seed, I probably would have taken them as an upset pick, which no one would have ever thought that. No one probably would take Vermont against any team in this tournament since they're a very small school. Compared to some of these other schools, the school like obviously Marquette, very good season playing in the Big East, one of the best conferences in college basketball. 
you probably wouldn't think Vermont would give them a game. I think Vermont would be somewhat in this game, but I do think Marquette still covers the spread and wins that game by 15 points just above it. I think Vermont will keep it close for a good amount of it, at least for my sake. I got Marquette making a deep run. So if Marquette were to lose, obviously I'd be happy for Vermont, but that would kill my breath because I like Marquette to make a deep run. So I got Marquette winning that game. Then the Sweet 16, or the round of 32, actually. I have Alabama versus Maryland. I have Alabama winning that game. I have San Diego State versus Furman. I have San Diego State winning that game. Then I have NC State versus Baylor. I have Baylor winning that game. I have Utah State versus Arizona. I have Arizona winning that game. Now in the East round of 32, I have Purdue versus Memphis. I have Memphis winning that game. I think Memphis is going to give Purdue a run for their money. Memphis just beat a one seed in the American Athletic Conference Tournament. They beat Houston on Sunday to win the AAC. Very impressive run, 26-8 and eight on the year. They're led by Kendrick Davis, who's the 12th leading scorer in college basketball, averaging 21.5 points per game. He's had a great season. Memphis overall plays very physical and tough. They're a strong team. I like them to make a run in this tournament. I think they're going to give Purdue a run for their money. I think that Purdue, even though they're a one seed, I think they're the most likely one seed to lose early. I think Kansas, Houston, and Alabama are the better one seed. So I have Purdue losing early to Memphis. A hot take, obviously, but you got to have some hot takes in this. It's March Madness. Anything can happen in this tournament. I think it's the most wide-open March Madness tournament that we've seen. I think it's the most wide-open March Madness tournament that we'll see. Wide open. I think any team could win this. That's why I think everyone's bracket. You can't really strike anyone out right away. You can't say anyone's bracket's over with after day one because there are so many teams that could win this tournament. It's really just anyone's tournament. There's no really clear-cut number one favorite. So as I said, I have Memphis beating Purdue. Then Duke versus Tennessee, I have Duke winning that game. Kentucky versus Kansas State, I have Kentucky winning that. And then Michigan State versus Marquette, I have Marquette winning that game. Now I'm going to jump over to the Midwest part of the bracket and give you my round of 64 and round of 32 picks. Houston versus North Kentucky, I have Houston winning that game. Auburn versus Iowa, I have Auburn winning. Miami versus Drake, I have Miami winning that game. Drake's a trendy upset pick, but I like Miami to take that win. I think Isaiah Wong, too good of a player. I think Miami overall is just going to be too much for Drake to handle on the offensive end. Wong plays very quick, can really just do about anything you need out of a scorer. I have Miami winning that game. Indiana versus Kent State. Kent State, a team that's coming in hot, winning six in a row. They're 28-6 overall in the year, 15-0 at home. They played very good at home this year, and they were 15-3 in the MAC this year, a mid-American conference school. Everyone knows I like MAC football. I like Kent State football. I like Central Michigan football. So I'd root for Kent State in this matchup. But unfortunately, I do think Kent State loses this game, even though I think it might be a close one. I like Indiana in this game. I think Indiana is too good on both sides of the ball. But for Kent State, they're coming in this year, losing just by five to Houston earlier in the season, losing by just two points to Charleston, losing by just seven points to Gonzaga, and also beating a team at South Dakota State by 15 points, a team that made the March Madness tournament last year. I like Kent State to be close in this game. I think they'll be right in until the end. I like India to get the win, though. I think it will be a very close game. Then we have Iowa State versus Pittsburgh. I have Iowa State winning that one. Pittsburgh did win the play-in game the other night versus Mississippi State. Very close game, right down to the wire. I do like Iowa State to win that one. Then we got Xavier versus Kennesaw State. And this is where probably my biggest upset pick of the whole entire tournament comes. I like Kennesaw State to win this game. I think it's going to be the biggest upset of the tournament, at least in my eyes. You've got to forecast some upsets. I think that's just what March Madness is all about. You can be dead wrong. You can be dead right. Either way, you got to have some hot takes in there. I like Kennesaw State. This is the first time the program's ever been over 500 in a single season in Division I basketball. This is their first March Madness tournament. And they have a great head coach in Amir Abdurrahim, a guy that the team likes to play very hard for. He has got a lot of guys to come back for an extra year. So that obviously helps. A lot of returners coming back from last year's team. Creates obviously chemistry in that locker room. 
And one thing that they do well is shoot the three ball very well, 37% as a team. Chris Youngblood, their best scorer for the Owls, after 14.7 points per game to go along with 41% shooting from three at 4.8 rebounds. One thing Xavier doesn't do well is ball security. They're 129th in turnover percentage in college basketball, and this is against a very good defensive team in Kennesaw State. So I like Xavier to lose this game. Kennesaw State has won 16 of the last 18 games, coming in very hot. And another thing about Xavier that worries me, they're 172nd in college basketball in raw defensive efficiency. They are 8th in adjusted offensive efficiency, though, so they're good on the offensive end. Not really as great analytically on the defensive end. I like Kennesaw State in this game. Can they use their turnovers that they force on defense and turn that into offense? That's a big question mark. Can Kennesaw State use the forced turnovers that they're going to force against Xavier because Xavier's very prone to turning the ball over? Can Xavier turn the ball over and can Kennesaw State take that and bring it to points on the other end? That's the biggest question mark in this game. I like Kennesaw State to win this one. Big upset pick there. Next up, we have Penn State versus Texas A&M. Penn State's the 10. I like Penn State in a slight upset there, beating Texas A&M. Texas Colgate, I like Texas to win that one. I think Texas, very dominant team. I think they're going to make a long run in this March Madness tournament. Coming off a big 12 championship run, winning that, beating Kansas, blowing the doors off of them in the big 12 championship. Obviously a very competitive tournament this year. The big 12 is stacked overall. I do like Texas to make a run in this year's tournament. So now moving on to the west side of the bracket, Kansas versus Howard. I like Kansas to win that game. Arkansas versus Illinois, I think it's going to be a really good game. I like Arkansas to win that one. St. Mary's versus VCU. I like VCU in an upset here, and I'm going to tell you why. One thing that VCU does really well is play aggressive defense. They play very intense, aggressive defense. They've allowed fewer than 63 points per game on the year on average. They force a lot of turnovers, and they've given up just 68 points in a game just once since January 7th. Just about two months, they've only given up 68 points once. Once. St. Mary's, obviously very good team. They can score points. They don't really turn the ball over that much. And that's one thing that VCU relies on is turnovers and forcing the other team to make mistakes. I think VCU could struggle on the rebounds. I think that could be a big difference in the game is the glass. But for some reason, I like VCU. As I said, they play very aggressive defense, and hopefully they can make a big run or two and win that game, maybe make a big run in the last few minutes of the game. I think it's going to be a close one. I like VCU in an upset pick there. Then UConn versus Iona. you got great coach in Rick Pitino at Iona. UConn coming into the year. Didn't really have the highest regards coming into this year. They weren't even ranked. Ended up going on a big run to start the season. One of the best teams in college basketball. Had a little bit of skid in the middle and then found their footing again at the end. I like UConn in that game. TCU versus Arizona State. I like TCU in this one. I think TCU is going to be one of the best teams in the tournament. Very underrated team. Led by Eddie Lampkin. Led by Mike Miles. Led by Damian Baugh. All three of those guys. Very good players. Emmanuel Miller as well. Another good player. Another, another guy that can score on that team. Miles coming into this, averaging 17.3 points per game with 2.8 rebounds, 2.6 assists. Emmanuel Miller, 12.4 points per game with 6.6 rebounds. And then you got Damian Ball averaging 12.6 points per game, 4.6 rebounds, and 5.8 assists. Chuck O'Bannon had a pretty good season as well, 7.5 points per game, adding in 3.4 rebounds per game as well. Eddie Lampkin, 6.6 rebounds per game. So overall, they have pretty good depth. I think they could make a run in this tournament. There's something about them and their aggressiveness and how intense and hot they play that I'm a big fan of. Everyone knows I'm a Clippers fan because of that. That's why I like Marquette. That's why I like TCU. They play very aggressive defense, play very strong in the defensive end, don't really give up. Obviously, it could be tough in that side of the bracket. you got to go through Gonzaga and UCLA and in Kansas. 
But I think they could go through all of those teams. I think it's going to be a tough matchup, obviously, with all those games. But I think they're going to give Gonzaga a run for their money. I like TCU to beat Arizona State. Then I got Gonzaga over Grand Canyon. I have Northwestern over Boise State. And I have UCLA over UNC Asheville. So that's my round of 64 games. Now my round of 32. Houston versus Auburn. I like Houston to win that game. Miami versus Indiana. I like Indiana to win. Iowa State versus Kennesaw State. Kennesaw State's run's going to fall after just one game. I like Iowa State to beat Kennesaw State. Penn State versus Texas. I like Texas. Kansas versus Arkansas. I like Kansas. VCU versus UConn. I like UConn. TCU versus Gonzaga. I like TCU to win that game. I think TCU is going to make a run in this tournament, as I said. I think a very underrated team. No one really follows too much about them. And that's probably because the Big 12 was so good this year that there were four teams above them in the standings, Kansas, Texas, Kansas State, and Baylor. So no one really followed TCU as much as they should have this year. But a very good team that can score the ball. They can make plays. They're averaging 33.2 rebounds per game. Also averaging 16.2 assists per game, 75.2 points, and also averaging 4.7 blocks per game, averaging 8.2 steals per game. They're going to limit turnovers, hopefully, in this tournament. That's a big thing for them, limiting turnovers, obviously, and trying to get as many shot attempts out of Mike Miles, Emmanuel Ball, and Chuck O'Bannon, among the rest of the guys. That's what they really need to do is find ways to win games, especially close ones. I think it's going to be a lot of close games. I don't think it's going to really be any blowouts for them. I think they're going to be in a lot of dog fights, and I think they're going to win a lot of those. So I like TCU over Gonzaga. Northwestern is UCLA, I like UCLA. So that's my round of 32 games I've given now. Now for my Sweet 16 games, I have Alabama versus San Diego State. In the south bracket, I have Alabama winning that. Baylor versus Arizona, I like Baylor. Then in the east, Sweet 16 game, I have Memphis versus Duke. I like Duke to win that one. I think they're going to make it run. Kentucky versus Marquette, I like Marquette. In the Sweet 16 of the Midwest bracket, I have Houston versus Indiana. I like Houston to win that one to go to the Elite Eight. Iowa State versus Texas. I like Texas. Kansas versus UConn. I like Kansas. TCU versus UCLA in the West Sweet 16 game. The last one in that West since Kansas versus UConn. I pick Kansas. TCU versus UCLA. I like TCU to be a big upset over UCLA. Now in the Elite Eight, I have Alabama versus Baylor in the South. I like Alabama to win that one to go to the Final Four. Duke versus Marquette. I like Marquette to win that one of the East region at Final Four. To go to the Final Four, that is, to win the Elite Eight game of the East region. I like Marquette to go to the Final Four. Then in the Midwest, we have Houston versus Texas for the Elite Eight. I like Texas to win that one. And in the West Elite Eight, we have Kansas versus TCU. I like TCU to win that one. Now in the Final Four, we have Alabama versus Marquette. I like Marquette to win that game to advance to the championship. And then on the other side of the Final Four, we have Texas coming out of the Midwest and TCU out of the West. Obviously, two schools in Texas going to be a big game, big rivalry game, obviously, as well. I like Texas to win that one. They were 2-1 versus TCU on the year. Tough for me to give up on TCU when they get that close, but I think Texas is the overall better team. Probably an easier chance to get to the Final Four as well than TCU. TCU's got to go through some tough teams. they got to go through Gonzaga. they got to go through UCLA. they got to go through Kansas. So it'd be hard to take them all the way to the finals because they could fall along the way as well, even though I have a lot of confidence in them. So I have Texas beating TCU in the Final Four. Texas versus Marquette. I like Marquette to win that one to be the champion of the whole entire March Madness tournament. They're coming off a great championship run in the Big East tournament, coming in very hard, as I said, winning a lot of games by forcing turnovers. I like them to win this tournament. Shaka Smart, great head coach, and obviously a lot of scorers around on that team as well that can help them to make a run in this tournament. So I like Marquette to win this tournament. Obviously, they have a lot to go through along the way. But I think this tournament's wide open. That's why I think anybody can win. I don't think you really cross out anyone's bracket and say, oh, it's a trash bracket. Because I think anybody's bracket could end up being the one considering how wide open college basketball is this season. So now some other notes that I want to bring up 
that other people I was reading about were saying. Colgate, very good three-point shooting team. The number one in college basketball, shooting 41% from three. I think they could keep it close to Texas for a little bit. I do like Texas to win that game. Obviously, I like Texas to make a big run and go to the finals. But I think Colgate can keep it a little bit close with their three-point shooting. Another note is that six teams in the top 20 of the Ken Palm rankings are in the West region. So obviously, the West region is going to be tough to come out of. That's why TCU has a long road ahead to get to the Final Four like I have. And that's why I have them losing in that Final Four game to Texas because I don't think it's as easy for them to get to the Final Four as Texas. I think Texas has an easier chance of getting there. So I played a little bit safer there and went with Texas winning that game over them. Another note is the injuries. Marcus Sasser, the best player on Houston, American Athletic Conference Player of the Year, earned 17 points per game, 2.8 rebounds, 3.2 assists, 38% shooting from three, and 1.7 steals per game. He has been hurt with a groin injury. He's expected to play, but obviously would be a big loss to that Houston team if he is out. The starting point guard for UCLA, Jalen Clark, is out for the rest of the year. He's been great for them this season on the defensive end, averaging 2.6 steals per game. He's the defensive player there in the Pac-12. Menace on the defensive end, creates a lot of turnovers and helps them get points out of it. Averaging 13 points per game, 6 rebounds, 1.9 assists, and 2.6 steals. And the Tennessee is without Zakai Ziegler, who's hit some big shots for them on the year. Out for the tournament with the torn ACL. Very devastating loss, obviously. Tennessee wishes they had him. He's a big loss considering he's averaging 10 points per game, 5.4 assists, and two steals per game. Only 5'9", can create shots, though, get in passing lanes and force turnovers. Obviously a big loss there for that Tennessee team. The Volunteers have to find a way to make up for scoring and defense. So we'll see what happens in this tournament. Best of luck to everyone's brackets. Best of luck to all 64 teams in this year's tournament. Hopefully it will be a fun one. I'll keep you guys updated along the way. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen to this. As always, I appreciate it and hope you guys have a good one. Go TCU and go Marquette. Hopefully see both of those teams making deep runs in this year's tournament. I'm a big fan of both, as you guys all know from listening to this. So we'll see what happens. Best of luck to all you guys in your brackets. Have fun watching and have a great rest of your weekend. Thank you.